Hello, and welcome to a very exciting special episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. The title of today's episode is Hero of Legend, A Season of Shadow. You guys probably know, but we just released a new album. We're so excited about this. It is the second volume of Hero of Legend, and today uh, we have Will, Marty, and myself here to talk about it. And to play it for you. <laughs> Marty, thanks for joining us today again on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It is my honor as always. And like you two, I'm just so excited that we finally get to share this album. A long overdue album. Yeah, I mean, there's no way we would do this without you, man. Uh, this has been such a fun labor of love. Uh, when we first conceived the this project, which was... It was all conceived kind of as a three-volume thing Mm -hmm. years and years ago before we ever wrote any music. We had this idea of, you know, someday we want to really do our bit to pay a fair tribute to the Zelda series. Yeah, and the first album came out May of 2018, and almost immediately after that, we started to get excited, started to think about the second volume, and it took us a long time because we had other things and other projects going on in our lives, Uh, It's been about three years and three months since that first volume was released. Um, But one of the nice things about that is it gave us plenty of time (laughs) to come up with different ideas and to be inspired by each other's tracks really over many years. And so it was really fun to keep revisiting and expanding this world and to be inspired by each other's music. So, so yeah, this, this album is, I would say longer and deeper, maybe even more emotional than the first volume. There's 24 tracks on it. Uh, the first volume was kind of an FDS NES presentation. This volume has a Super Nintendo presentation. Yeah. I, as you could probably expect, that means that a lot of this album is borrowing influence from The Link to the Past. But much like the first volume of Hero of Legend, we really made a conscious effort to draw inspiration, both musically and in terms of sort of the lore, the artwork, everything that was a part of this project. We wanted to draw inspiration and pay homage to the entirety of the Zelda series, not just A Link to the Past. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say another target uh, for us is we're working on these um, homage albums which really offer uh, a unique challenge for all three of us so I would say we're trying to play in the musical landscape and language of these soundtracks that inspired us so much like Will just said we're also trying to reach across kind of the entirety of a saga in this case you know many um fantastic zelda games but we're also hoping to try to capture how those games made us feel right and to find um hopefully interesting ways to communicate that through the music and we realize that um you know most folks are going to be experiencing this just by listening. We have some fantastic artwork, which we'll talk about in a moment here. Um, But because it's such an auditory experience, we're trying to do things here and there in kind of a storytelling way that hopefully place you inside this kind of mythical game that uh, does not yet exist. So because this album is 24 tracks and pretty long, (laughs) what we're going to do today on this episode is a different format than we typically do. Uh, Kind of a mix between a bonus episode and a regular podcast. So we're having this brief introduction. We're going to play the first 
half of the album straight through, have a little intermission <laughs> discussion, uh, play the second half of the album, and then come back with some some final parting thoughts. So before we play the first half of the album, uh, why don't we talk briefly about uh, Carlos's art? Yeah, um, we've mentioned that this is a project that the three of us are working on, but really it's a project... Um, created by four people yes and our dear friend and the godfather of the podcast um carlos uh has gone above and beyond in this album uh really there is a very tall order for the cover art um which is basically could we see the hero standing before the entire landscape of this game world um it's it's something that's like it's easy to picture but that's ex- kind of excruciating work to pull yeah. off and oh my gosh this is a Carlos masterpiece he and, nailed it um, yeah it's it's just been such a fun process because he's been privy to the music as we complete it and that is playing a role in the art that he's creating and then as he's creating art that's inspiring us and yeah it's just it's such well, a privilege. And- as Carl mentioned that, you know, hopefully this album is deeper and more far reaching than the first. And I think the the cover art for each volume sort of speaks to that. The cover art of the original one, that beautiful stained glass mural, yeah. it's kind of just giving you these emblems, these totems of what you expect from the Zelda series, mm-hmm. all these classic tropes. And what we hope with this series is to dig into some of that world building aspect of Zelda, some of the emotional, the musical pieces that are event based get into some of the aspects of the world of this series that we didn't explore the first time around. And I think Carlos's art represents that more perfectly than I could explain in words. Yes. So go over to our Bandcamp page and purchase the album. It'll include a PDF booklet that contains some wonderful art and lore written by Marty. So with that being said, uh, we'll talk to you guys in a little bit here at the intermission point, but enjoy the first half of Hero of Legend A Season of Shadow, starting off with a track called Theme of Nature and then moving onward. All right, enjoy.
That was Pirates of Aurelia. This particular track was composed by Carl, and this is from our recent album, Hero of Legend, A Season of Shadow. And that's the uh, first half. We wanted to take a brief <laughs> intermission now that we've reached, yeah, the sort of halfway yeah. point of this journey, this adventure. I hope you brought your canteen. <laughs> I hope your spirits are up. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of talking about... It's a good time about... to rebutter your popcorn. Do you guys ever do that? <laughs> Try to dip out real quick in the middle of the movie. Yeah, or this would be a great time to, if you don't want to hear us talk and you just want to listen to more of the music, again, you can head to our Bandcamp page yeah. and purchase that right now. Or press the 30 uh, seconds button. pay what you want. So... I don't know. That's a risk man you might miss a few seconds that that's like a russian roulette yeah so definitely check that out if for no other reason to see carlos's amazing artwork yes so i don't know about you guys but for this intermission i thought it would be nice to touch on two musical aspects of this album that i think were pretty exciting um will if you wanted to to start talking about it the two things i'm alluding to is a particular set of notes and a particular instrument uh, that we tried to use that we kind of, you know, sprinkled throughout the album. Yeah. So I think one of the things when we were conceiving this album and a way to set it apart from Link to the Past, you know, we didn't want to go a light world, dark world motif idea. We thought it would be fun to, and we wanted to, we were exploring a lot of ideas. Maybe there's time travel involved. Maybe there's, you know, a magical instrument with a particular scale, kind of Mm -hmm. like an Ocarina of Time. You just have those notes that outline a half diminished chord and they're so colorful and Koji uses them in so many brilliant ways. Uh, We thought, you know, wouldn't it be fun if our hero in this game encounters a magical instrument and it's limited by these notes and we compose tunes on it. Uh, The problem is that finding the scale musically to get into it was not as much of the challenge as agreeing on what the magical instrument (laughs) would be. Because we didn't want to do something too derivative of what's already been in a Zelda game. And some of the instruments that we thought would be fun wouldn't be represented on the Super Nintendo hardware in a way that we thought would come across Yeah, we were thinking kalimba. We were thinking maybe lute. Or that they would really stand out and be clear as like an exceptional instrument. Right. And so what did we land on? (laughs) So what what happened is... um, I, I had written a few themes that contained this scale, and this was a number of years ago, back when I was still in college, that I was playing around with some of these ideas, because some of the music on this album is actually quite old, and I know the oldest piece is actually one of Marty's that goes back... It's got to be almost like 15 years at this point. Mm -hmm. So I think it's safe to say for the entirety of our musical lives, we've been, you know, anticipating this album. Uh, Indeed. But anyways, I had come up with this scale set of pitches that contain the notes E flat, F G flat, C natural, and D flat, and it's I'm singing it poorly, but it's a scale that's (laughs) that's interesting because it, it, to me, it almost evoked like a Balinese or like a gamelan quality. Yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. There are a tradition of scales in Japanese um, music called, uh, I think, Hirajoshi scales. They're usually like pentatonic. And this is very reminiscent of one of those kinds of scales, but yet it still feels very, very fresh. And it's highlighting a lot of these 
um, really colorful notes and dissonances mm-hmm. that actually bring to mind for me Link to the Past and well, Ocarina and Time. so uh, basically what happened is w- as we were getting to the very final stages of the album because I think we had flute in a lot of tracks yeah. as like a placeholder thinking that is this going to be the magical instrument but anyways one of the last things I composed which you heard it was the Serenade of Seasons that short little 30 second jingle we wanted one more piece on the album to feature a melody using that and we thought it would be great to have the hero ignite you know whatever spell with the magical instrument and when i was working on that particular melody because it was so simple it was just and it just sort of seemed like any instrument i was trying sounded boring and kind of awkward and then i got the idea of what if guys what if it was a voice what if our hero sang you know we're calling these things you know like you know, song of That's life, just song, crazy enough to work. Song of storms, right. and so we uh, wanted to try using our first thought was to use some of the vocal samples from Final Fantasy VI. We were worried they were maybe too iconic, but I think in this context, I, it was it just seemed sort of magical, and definitely, um, I think both Very Marty fitting. and I got really excited about the inclusion. Well, and it brings out one of voices. our favorite features of the Super Nintendo, which is um, it's using these recordings, these samples, but um, they they scale to pitch uh, in kind of the old-fashioned, traditional way, where they basically speed up the playing of the sample for higher pitches and slow it down for lower pitches. Right. So. Yeah, I kind of think even if even if you're listening out for this, um, there's almost no melody that isn't going to bring out really diverse vibrato in this in this vocal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going really to be just cool. kind of shimmering yours, and you know, sliding all over the place, which is really cool. You know, it's like it's that always sort of changing sound, but I think there's such a charm to that, and there's also something a little bit spooky. There's something Absolutely. kind of ghoulish spiritual, and spirit like about yeah. those chopped up voices, and I think it, yeah, it's like a you know we we've had the Ori game last week that we did the spotlight on that score, and that features so much great vocal performance, and I think the voice is definitely used to communicate that connection to a spirit world, yeah. but by having this sort of chopped up sample voice, I feel like it communicates a different kind of spirit. So those two elements, uh, and there were many elements that we explored <laughs> while making this album, but those two, uh, you heard uh, a little bit the first half, and you might hear, if you pay attention, uh, again, in the second half, those elements. Uh, after we play the second half of the album straight through, we'll come back with some parting thoughts. Um, I'll give you the titles of the first two tracks on the second half. We're starting off with Toru Mountain, followed by House of Lost Souls, and we're going to proceed from there. Now, if you are listening to this on your podcast app, on the description of this episode, I I will actually put in all of the tracks, and so uh, you can see all those track titles, or you can head over to Bandcamp if you want to see all of them. Uh, With that being said, anything else we want to do to set up the second half? No, let's dive in. Let's do it. Enjoy the second half, starting with Toru Mountain. Here we go. (音楽) ¶¶ 
Thank you. 
there it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, like we said, this has actually been years in the making. Um, absolutely a labor labor of love and uh, celebrating this music, this language has really required all of us to dig really deep into kind of our emotional centers. And we thank you so much for, uh, for joining us here. Uh, some of the, those two features that were highlighted during the intermission, um, I hope you had some fun trying to listen out for those. And I attempted to bring both of them back in that ending piece that we just heard there's a flute that kind of comes in ghostly and it's actually kind of um running up and down that scale that will mentioned and we bring back the kind of haunting angelic voice um for kind of one last one last song there but yeah you have oh my gosh guys we did i love that little touch the yeah i mean i i'm really glad that we took so much of our time (laughs) to make this because I do think that some of these pieces wouldn't have existed if that didn't happen. I mean, our ideas changed so much. I mean, there were a couple tracks that were kind of revisited maybe even over a year after and things were changed and new ideas happened later on. And um, it was interesting how much of the energy and the momentum of this project was this, this summer. Right. Um, And so it just really had an interesting journey um, and I'm so glad we reached the finish line. Well, I also think what's what's fascinating is like we each had different periods. So my experience yeah. of this is like I wrote most of my tracks, honestly, like a couple of years ago, like in a very short span of time. I was really inspired and wrote a lot. Yeah. And then it's like it, it, it took a while before Marty and Carl were writing stuff. And then I think they each wrote one. And then it was a long period of time. And then Carl started to write a few more. And so then there was a point in time earlier this year where Carl really was very prolific and wrote a lot of his Hero of Legend tracks. And then Marty's has been more recent. So there was kind of these three periods. There was like the time when all the Will tracks were coming in, the time when all the Carl tracks were coming in, and the time when all the Marty tracks came in. I actually think that was helpful. Carlos, a different sort of perspective for the Mm -hmm. art. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So definitely, guys, do yourself a favor and head on over to Bandcamp. You really want to see all the wonderful art. Um, We have a YouTube video that is now titled Hero of Legend, A Season of Shadow, full album. And that's a really nice way to experience this album, too, because we get we get to see a lot of Carlos's art. We get to see little zooms and pans of it. Um, And so, yeah, definitely whether it's on social media or on our discord, you know, if you, if you, if you run into Carlos, definitely tell him how much you, you like the art. I imagine that you really love the art. We are just blown away by what, with what he did. Well, and I think it's a great way to experience the album. I mean, honestly, seeing it last night, I mean, when we had the listening party, I was just, it was so moving it hearing was. this music with those yeah. visuals and it, how epic it is. It really, got me into a world and what's fun about these albums is i feel like every time we do them we discover a new way of having storytelling within the album or a new way and i kind of think if we're still doing this in 10 years our albums will sound very different because i think we'll probably continue more and more to lean into the story elements maybe ultimately you know our third volume would be almost like one continuous piece (laughs) where the tracks sort of segue into one another and it's like a full like a you know abbey road style that would be crazy love that that would be so crazy well thank you 
everyone for listening. Um, head on over to supermarcadobros.bandcamp.com and you can find the album there as well as the first volume and all the other stuff we've done collaboratively. I think that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, <laughs> a regular episode. Yeah, man, I'm just I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to make music with you guys and to work with our friend Carlos. It's just the best. Yeah, man, this is so yeah, fun, and here, here. it's such a privilege to make music with one's siblings and one's family. But you guys are both so exceptionally talented. It's not just that we're all interested in music, but I mean, you guys no, you both, both have are such so exceptionally talented. command. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's just so fun that we can do stuff like this together, even if, you know, only eight people (laughs) like it or like, you know, even if it's only listened to by a handful of people who are super nerds who love their Zelda music. Uh, it doesn't really We're matter. We're up to nine and a half. About, <laughs> right now. Shout out to it's all the about, super nerds out there. It's about the relationship that we have with each other and this music and uh, the music of Koji Kondo. I mean, I think we really need to sing his praises, you know, because this album would not exist without a, all of his incredible contributions for decades, as well as all of the other amazing Zelda composers. And hopefully in a way, our hero did that, uh, singing Koji's praises uh, in her <laughs> right. own in her own way, those serenades and songs. Um, I think we'll leave you guys with that. Thanks so much again. And I think that's about it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. I'm Will Brueggemann. I'm Marty Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.